MangaPod originally airs on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dexbonus or twitch.tv slash happilyerin. If you would like to view previous episodes, check out our VODs at youtube.com slash happilyerin. We live! Uh, oh, I, I almost sang the song that we were singing. But I don't want right. to get you a right. right. Oh, we can oh. Right. I found you, can, Miss New we, Booty. We can put like two seconds of it in there. Okay, did it. Can we just, just... as like a palate cleanser before we go into this? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Get it right. Get it right. Get it right. I don't need you. You need me. Yeah. Hi, yeah. I mean, it's true. Welcome. It's to very home. true. Yes. Yes. Welcome to Mangafied. I'm Aaron. I'm Dodger. I'm Lou. And I'm Moika. We're so excited Lou's to have Lou back. Big Pog. Uh, we are MangaPod, a weekly podcast in which we get together after we've read all or part of a manga and then we discuss with friendship, love, lots and lots of spoilers. This week we are talking No Longer Human, the Junji Ito adaption. Um, we read all of it, so we asked that, uh, you know what? Yeah, no, hmm. What's up? What's mm. up? Um, Were you about to say, so please don't spoil anything past all of it? Yeah, and then <laughs> Don't I was spoil like, the source material and, then... <laughs> and the other at manga adaptation, and there's an <laughs> anime movie that has nothing to do with it that you shouldn't right. spoil. Don't spoil that Also. Either. Also, Osamu Dazai is a character in Bongo Stray Dogs, so don't spoil that. And yeah, that's I think right. that covers it. Oh, shit, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, in Bongo Stray... Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah, and so now that when you know more about Dazai, the his character in Bongo Stray Dogs makes, like, so much more sense. Like, there's so much more <laughs> to him. But anyway, if you've never joined us for MangaPod before... Uh, what we like to do is give you a short spoiler-free description of the manga that we read, a.k.a. a summary, and then we will give you our spoiler-free recommendations, whether we think you should spend time going to read this manga or not. That way it sounds like something you are interested in, then you can take your leave and come back to listen or watch this podcast once you have read all of it. We do want to give warning. There's a very hefty warning trigger warning for this manga um suicide infant side violent imagery sexual assault child abuse misogyny and drugs so it's a very hefty list um but we do want to make sure that you guys are aware that that is mm. in here um so i'm gonna go ahead if you guys are cool and read the description for do this it. manga Nothing can surpass the terror of the human psyche. Mine has been a life of much shame. I can't even guess what it must be to live the life of a human being. Plagued by a maddening anxiety, the terrible disconnect between his own concept of happiness and the joy of the rest of the world, Yozo Oba plays the clown in his dissolute, dissolute life, holding up a mask for those around him as he spirals ever downward, locked arm in arm with death. Osamu Dazai's immortal and supposedly autobiographical work of Japanese literature is perfectly adapted here into a manga by Junji Ito. The imagery wrenches open the text of the novel one line at a time to supplement Yozo's mental landscape into something even more delicate and grotesque. This is the ultimate in art by Ito, proof that nothing can surpass the terror of the human psyche. Mm. 
So, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. hefty summary as well. Um, yes. Do we want, we forgot to talk about, do you we want to talk about does I hear or should we do that in spoiler section? Um, well, I guess I can provide just a little context because uh, anything that I, I really say would be a spoiler. Okay, we can just, be- yeah, yeah, we can just wait. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, sure. spoiler free recommendations. Anyone go first? I can go, go, go for, for it. it. Um, go for it. This is. <laughs> Junjo Ito is just incredible. He's insane with everything that he touches, I feel like. Um, Uzumaki is his work that is top five manga for me. Um, So going into this, I was expecting basically what we got. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm trying to think of how to like... Say it. Why did I volunteer to go first? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I was very engaged in it. I really enjoyed it. It was the kind of, like, horror that very familiar with Junjo Ito. And so I recommend it if you're into Junjo Ito and if you're looking for something that is psychological horror. I think it's definitely up there as a very solid read to go and check out. But, like, if there's anything in the, the warnings that bothers you, then don't go and read it. But I do recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I want to go ahead and go next if you guys don't mind. Do it. So I'm going to echo a lot of what Aaron said, but I will add, uh, as someone that has read the other adaptation or the other manga adaptation of this, um, if you're interested in the story of this but would like something a little bit and i i really mean only a a little bit more toned down than this adaptation then um the other version of this manga is a viable alternative um but that said i mean you by making that choice you would lose out on uh ito's art which is as always spectacular specifically Mm -hmm. in the horror imagery that that he uses That's it. Yeah, read this basically. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it felt it felt like um, in in some sense it felt like Jinji Ito does Oyasumi Poon Poon. Um, mm. It it is very much about a person's life where from the get go, it's it's just tragedy and like. <laughs> um, the artwork really supports that having Junji Ito um, try to depict like, like the summary was saying depict like the landscape of someone's mind um, was really, was really powerful. And, and I did, I would definitely recommend it. I will say uh, I read most of this with my daughter in the room and that was, (laughs) that was very odd because she kept coming over and pointing at things and being like, mommy, what's that? And I'd be like, Oh God. No, 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 no. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Because it's, it is very heavy and it does have a lot of imagery that is purposefully disturbing in it. So yeah, it's, it's not something that you're going to want to, you know, read whenever, but um, I am glad that I read it. Definitely. Yeah. Like if you're sitting on a bus and the person that's next to you is making you feel uncomfortable, 
Like this is a good manga to open up and just like point at <laughs> them to make them move. Just slowly keep turning towards them. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Moika. Um. Yeah. I. If you're into reading something that's dark, uh, I definitely rec. I definitely recommend this one. It's really good. Um. I think it's. It's not like a one-to-one adaptation to the novel, but it's, I don't know. I really enjoyed what it did, even though it is a little bit different. Um, it's just like, it's such a quick way of learning about Osamu Dasai as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just, uh, if, okay, I, I will just say, because you pretty much, ever, you guys already said everything, basically. But um, I will say, for anybody that doesn't know anything about Osamu Dasai without spoiling anything, dude's, like, super iconic in Japan for his fiction work. So, it's just, oh, man, it's so, it's so good. It's just, ah, uh, it's just, oh, my God, I'm into, like, tragic stuff, and this is just, like, right up there. This so is I the don't know how else to, yeah. That's so a I good recommendation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we all recommend that you go and check it out. So now we are going to jump into spoiler section. Uh, if you guys do not want to be spoiled for No Longer Human, now is the time to take your leave. And then you can come back and l- watch this on YouTube or listen to it on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, once we get spoiler section, there we didn't we read all of it, so you won't be able to spoil anything. So yeah, boop, 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 boop. let's go ahead and do a countdown. Five. Oh, somebody else is gonna have to be my hand. Yeah, five, four, four, Jujito is gone. Jujito is yeah. gone. Great. Yeah. Good. Cool. We're all on the same page. All on the same page. Uh, Lou, do you want to go ahead and give uh, the team uh, some background on Dazai? Okay. So, uh, as we've stated, uh, this manga is based, it's pretty close to an, an autobiography. So, um, things such as uh, the various suicides, uh, su- suicide attempts that happen over the course of the manga are things that are reflected in in his biography um, with some details changed. So, for example, there's a part of the story where uh, he attempts to commit suicide by overdosing on sleep medication um, in his biography. Oh, 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 sorry. Okay. The overlay? Yep. Okay, the overlay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's spoiler free. Sorry, it's sorry, fine. Sorry. We, get everybody. we got this. Uh, so it was actually an attempt at... Uh, at both of them committing suicide, but both of them were saved. Um, like neither of them overdosed. Oh, um, in in oh. the case of him going out to the the beach and drowning with the hostess, um, he was found in the water by a fisherman. So it wasn't that that he did um, that that he right, didn't fall into the water. Fantastical version that sort of um, yeah. supports him being this disgusting coward yes. isn't really supported by what actually happened exactly i, I mean he's still you know a disgusting coward but right slightly slightly less um so uh dazai his real name is shuji tsushima uh he 
uh, was a pre-war Japanese author and um, his uh, strong suit was first person narrative. So a lot of what he wrote was uh, in that style. And um, yeah, so so basically just the various uh, narrative beats of, uh, in the manga uh, correlate to real life events that he had experienced. Uh, the one thing that I couldn't find was anything related to uh, any child abu abuse. Mm. So I don't know if there's any uh, confirmation on that. I would still have to look into that, but um, I was looking and I couldn't I, find anything. I don't think that um, it, it was ever explicitly talked about. And so that's why a lot of people um, took no long like uh, some of the stuff that was written as like him trying to cope with that without being like, hey, I was abused as a kid sort right. of thing. And so I don't I don't think we'll ever get like a direct confirmation of like, oh, this is how it happened sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um. I do want to like also talk about how his family wasn't immediately like wealthy too. Um, basically, his family were a bunch of like landowners who mm. who were like super poor, and then slowly they just speak. They were like money lenders, and slowly they just like built up this insane wealth, which mm -hmm. is just like whoa. Crazy. Yeah, it's, right. It's, yeah, it's, in, uh, in the manga, it definitely appears that they are wealthy from the get-go. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But uh, we're also like cut uh, cut into the story with um, um, with him being significantly older. So, like the whole uh, time period that Moeka is referencing is uh, basically from birth until I think about eight years old, and that's um, something that in his biography is when they started to come into wealth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think like that, that specific time period was left out because um, in terms of like how the character is written in no longer human, it's someone that comes from a place of privilege that kind of gets overwhelmed by that privilege. Mm -hmm. And um, the book, that this is adapted from is Dazai's most famous work, I believe. Um, and it's the second highest selling manga in Japan or manga novel in Japan. Um, so there's a lot of information on Dazai and this novel and what goes into it. And so the adaption, um, yeah. There's been like they were saying, there's a few adaptions, and so this is a very important uh, novel within Japanese culture, mm. which I think is really important to press too. So it wasn't just a random story that was adapted; it's a very, very important book that it was adapted from. Yep. So. Mm -hmm. Cool. Should we um, thank you guys for the background on that? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to think of how they wrote it in in the actual novel itself, which is why, because I think, I think in the novel, sorry, back to like the sexual abuse part. Um, I think that 
in the novel, the way they wrote it was like he was very specific that um, it was like a child and that he was being corrupted. Mm-hmm. I, or mm-hmm. at least that's how I remember it in the translated version that I read. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why why it's like imp- heavily implied that it's for a child like sexual Something abuse is like a corruption. Yeah. 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 Well, with an adult, it's like less of a thing. Mm-hmm. And so mm. so for anybody that's like, whoa, I want more. I think that's just, that's really all you're going to be able to get. Right. Info wise. Mm-hmm. Did he um like one of the one of the big themes, especially at the beginning, is him coping with his anxiety through just like humor, right? Mm-hmm. Um did he do like was his writing comedy or no? I I'm not hundred percent sure. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure either. Um <laughs> I don't really, next I don't next really... manga pod we're gonna we're gonna read more of Samudazai. Yeah, oh, we're God. we're gonna straight up read the novel, guys. Like his the the comics, the like little one page manga that he did inside of the inside of this story as well, were all like comedy or like pornographic imagery, right? So yeah. I wasn't sure if if Dazai actually did a lot of that kind of like um tears of tears of the clown kind of thing where like every from what everybody could perceive like his writing was positive but i don't know yeah <clears throat> it seems like i was reading about him uh yesterday and from what i was reading within his wikipedia is that his life was very hefty and so I'm curious too about whether his stuff was comedy or if he from early on decided to make it a escape to just put all of his emotions and feelings into it and make it really dark. Mm. So I'm curious about that too. I the way that it came like I wrote because I read it a while ago. So I the way I remember it is that it's it's like a weird mixture of like corny moments and then it, but really cynical. Okay. But so, I was, yeah. I never was like, Oh, ha ha ha. This is like so funny sort of comedy mm-hmm. take on it at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, should we start? How should with... we approach this guys? <laughs> yeah. I was like, should we start with what we're expecting or should we just die? Like there's one main character. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm down to do expectations. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and do that. Josh. I can, I can at least do that. Yeah, um, I expected there to be a lot more. I expected Junji Ito to put in a lot more, um, like kind of strange supernatural elements. I didn't expect pretty much all of it to be like all all of the moments that really take advantage of how weird Junji Ito's artwork can get were like dreams or drug trips or like um you know depictions of what's going on in his head aside from the paintings that he did right mm-hmm. um so that that did surprise me i knew it was going to be like the story of of a guy um 
I didn't know what to expect from that story, but I did expect it to be uh, a bit more warped reality than it was. You always, for the most part, you always knew if something was actually happening or not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was very easy to decipher between the two reality, like reality yeah. and mental. Um, having, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, having read the other manga, um, I knew that the story was going to be fairly grounded, but um, I like Dodger, I, I expected more of uh, Ito incorporating uh, like the otherworldly uh, demonic like um, visuals uh to maybe uh, explain the um, the mind state that the main character uh, was in. Um, but um, to go a step further than that, like what I think Ito did effectively in this adaptation was how he showed the ugliness of people as expressions without having to go into uh, surrealist uh, depictions of... Uh, of um like warped uh imagery like i i think that what like what he did effectively was just bring out the ugliness that people had inside and made it very apparent to the reader so like for example um the uh like the younger sister like his younger cousin that ended up having his kid like yeah. her expression when she lost her shit when she found out her sister was pregnant yeah. Um, mm -hmm. like the, her expression didn't look, uh, like it didn't look demonic or anything, but it, the ugliness of it was still very much there. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one thing that, um, going into like how I, how I expect, expected this manga to play out was I expected, uh, Ito to do that and he did do it effectively though. I expected more in terms of like when um, the main character was to get lost in his head, which happens a lot, I expected more of that ugly imagery. Uh, and one thing that I will say, and you know, I'll, I'll kind of just wrap up my um, expectations with this, is or where I think it really, uh, where I think Ito's adaptation like really stood out um, was the artwork that the main character was producing. Like that for me is where, like. Ito as a mangaka like really stood out mm -hmm. because um, it kind of correlated with what he was doing as a, a ma uh, what he was doing with the manga. Like it was it was kind of meta that the artwork, the whole point of it was or that the main character was producing, like the painting that he did of his wife um, showed the ugliness inside of her. And that's what he was doing throughout the course of the manga is bringing out the ugliness of the different characters. You want to go, Marika? Mm, it's yeah, yeah. I so it's like you guys said. I was just expecting like more horror esque drawing that Junji Ito is known for, but um, but I was I was kind of I kind of digged this. I I'm kind of glad that he was more grounded with his stuff because I think it was like. It was almost like an homage back to the novel and how it, it was written, which was it. The whole thing is basically like 
it's basically trying to slap like oh everything's fine sort of thing like labeling on everything that's horribly going wrong and so i'm, I'm kind of glad he didn't go super crazy with the art yeah, I was. I don't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I really. Sorry, no, it's okay. I just, I really, can't, I don't know what else to add because guys, you guys are nailing it. I don't like it. <laughs> 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 um, I was gonna say for my expectations, I actually went into it expecting what we got in terms of it being more realistic. Um, I don't know why. I'm not sure why I went into it like that. Um, so I got what I was expecting in terms of it not being as like a fantastical horror um, and being more realistic, but I still didn't expect the downfall to be as tragic as it mm. was um, or as bleak, even though it's Junji Ito, you should expect it to be that. But um, yeah, so I went into it, not I didn't know anything about the details of what happened um, in terms of like the sexual assault and the murder and suicides and all of that. Um, I was not expecting it to be like that. And because since it was this is kind of going a little bit starting a different tangent um, with. It's saying that it's like autobiographical. Um, I definitely, when I compare it to like my lesbian experience with loneliness and not saying that like they're very similar, um, it's just in terms of like an autobiographical manga that we read recently, uh, comparing the yeah. two in tone and telling wise, no Longer Human definitely felt like it was a story from a guy from his point of view, but not necessarily what you think of as autobiographical. I think it felt like he was telling a story and not not his story. I don't know. This is like not making sense, but um, it didn't feel like it was autobiographical in the way that it was written as like something like my lesbian. That's not bad. Right. It's just no, I totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I got yeah it, it was written like um, as a, a way to create some distance between his story and himself. Mm. Yeah. I asked, that's the way I read it. Like, I feel like the story was a representation of, of what he had experienced, but without directly confronting it by saying, these are my life lived experiences. And letting people infer what exactly um, Daza had had experienced throughout his life. Mm. Um, yeah, I think one of the reasons that uh, in the spoiler-free section, I was like, I was saying that this reminded me a lot of Oyasumi Punpun is because both stories from the get-go, you're just like, oh, this shit's sad, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, everything is awful. And midway through, you start to think, will anything ever be good? And when you're nearing the end, you're going, no, it won't. <laughs> no, everything is terrible, right? Um, and I had that same just like 
just kind of pressure feeling of um you know when he's younger I th I think that the way again I haven't read anything except this manga but the way that it's written at the beginning you you feel really bad for him you do really feel for him and even when he's like a young adult you're like it's okay he can he can turn this around right and there's definitely a point in the story where you just are so furious. Like, you're just angry with him all the time, you know? Um, and uh, that, again, was another feeling that coincided with Poon Poon for me. So this felt, this felt really reminiscent in an odd way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do you guys feel was, like, the point at which you said, oh, wow, this is really fucked up? Because I feel like that's definitely a, a thing that happens at some point for everyone that reads this. I, man, I think I first was, the part I was really fascinated about, like, holy shit, I didn't expect that, was when um, the one kid committed suicide. Mm. Uh, mm. But then what really made me be like, shit, this isn't this is going to be real fucked up is when the one sister killed the other after finding out she was pregnant because it wasn't just, she wasn't just killing the sister. She was killing that unborn baby as well. And there's yeah. just something so hefty about that anger that just made me think, okay, what's can possibly like, this is just going to get worse and worse. Cause we have, 500 pages left of this manga yeah and he he also pretty early on is like this is the beginning of my terrible relationship with women and so you just know that it's gonna be a repeating pattern of just like awful relationships mm -hmm. um yeah i don't i think uh i didn't find it surprising but i I I found myself really intrigued by how easily he admitted like that when that kid committed suicide his immediate feeling was relief. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that that was an indicator of like kind of his I don't want to say his moral compass but it it was mm, in the choices that he makes throughout the rest of the story, it it felt like a mirror back to that, <laughs> you know? Those mm -hmm. moments of like, yes, this is terrible, and I acknowledge that it's terrible, and I should feel worse, but in the end, I'm going to make the choice. I'm going to make the selfish choice, like, pretty much always. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, that repeating pattern is what... Uh, wound up being so daunting over time is every time he was faced with a hard choice, you knew how he was going to respond and you were hoping so hard that he wasn't going to do it. And he always did. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I just, Oh my God. Oh, that, <laughs> Oh, I think that's another like really good a really good job that um, Junji Ito did is that he doesn't ever go, this is the bad guy. Like, here's him doing the stupid ass shit. 
what a dumbass. And he lets you like decide for yourself, like, oh, th- this person's bad. This person's good. Like he lets mm. you just decide for yourself, which I really liked. But at the same time, yeah. I, oh my god, yeah. I think, I think the like the kid killing himself was where I, I, I was just like, okay, yeah, that it's gonna just keep getting worse and worse from here as well. Um, it's yeah. This manga is like so weird because it like just reminded me that I there's like one person who sticks out in my head who reminds me of the way that the main character is like. Not obviously not the murder stuff, but just it's just like it's so it's so weird getting to just like have a look into this type of mindset again. And so it's mm. just uh, it's, I mm. for um all right. So for me, the like basically all the big events in the early part of the, the manga kind of give you that framework. But like what really set the tone for the ending for me was um, when the pharmacist collapses and, you know, she sends him to to go get a shot. Yes. And he decides to shoot up instead of helping her. Like yeah. that really set, you know, everything in momentum for the ending of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, like at that point, I think anyone who's reading this blind is gonna make you know come to the realization yet yeah this guy has no redemption at any point Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it was that moment immediately followed by the sequence of events with his wife and he gets the telegram where she's like i have poison i'm killing myself Mm -hmm. and the the pharmacist is begging him to go home to his wife and he goes no it's fine i think that was the angriest i was in the entire manga oh my gosh but you're right so mad but you're right, like even even before that, you had reached a point with him where you were like, I there's no redemption for this person. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's just watching his life deteriorate more. And um and I think the whole scene with him in rehab, right, was uh, was so was such a rough like um precursor to the very end i think mm-hmm. and there's this point too especially with somebody who has an addiction having like someone very close to me um parental figure who did deal with it and is still dealing with it um where it gets so hard to be invested in their turning point if there's going to be one after just okay i'm gonna change now and then everyone's like yes good job and then it's all right i'm gonna change now and then i'm gonna change now and it's a constant go back and forth and that's not to say like addiction is so hard like any Mm -hmm. kind of addiction it's so difficult to overcome it's hard to understand if you're not that person but that doesn't change the way other people are just like exhausted of seeing what's going on, if that makes sense. I hope that doesn't sound horrible. Um, So that was kind of how the care I felt with this character was giving me those flashbacks of just like, all right, I'm rooting for you here. Maybe you're going to change here. And then it just like by that point that you guys are talking about, it's like 
dude, you're not. I don't even care that you're in rehab because I know what's going to happen. Like you're going to you're not going to be able to because you're just over and over. And it's like, but if he did was able to, I'm not even invested in thinking that he's going to him be as a person, to, him as a mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah, this is this is kind of like Requiem for a dream, honestly. Like that that's if I was to draw any parallels to anything Western related, definitely uh, Requ- Requiem for a Dream would be well, what I would point to where, you know, things just kind of collapse and there's no redemption for anyone. And it's a story of decline. Mm-hmm. And that's that's definitely what we have here. Yeah. Um, I think the only moment in the rehab that um, was was like sad in a good way for me was when he's sitting with does I and they start laughing and he acknowledges like this is the first time I've laughed with somebody who's like who I think actually knows me and is a friend Mm -hmm. and they both start crying and there's like Mm -hmm. the implication that like neither of them have ever had a true friendship or like someone who really sees them um I thought that that was a really sad sweet moment but again it didn't mean that I was like, maybe this will end happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even yeah, when. It's... Oh. oh, no, no, you go, go. Oh, I was just going to say that um, when he takes the, makes the decision to take care of the child and be like, this is my son. I'm going to step up and do it. Then we get that flash forward of where he wasn't able to handle it. Like he genuinely was just a total shell and white hair and totally like face just thin you could see all of his bones and they just say living here with that child and that wife just he couldn't handle it and Mm -hmm. so that was just a very poignant way of finishing that guy's story um Mm. just how it started off with the first person who he really who saw through him was the other his schoolmate and then have a son who looks exactly like him it's just this crazy like poignant way of ending it just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. shit yeah which is like that's like the it's like so frustrating too for the like dealing with this main character because it's like the the choices he makes are never to better himself it's like his way of punishing himself and others and so him being like oh i'm gonna step up and take care of this kid and like essentially like go back and fake my mistakes or whatever it's it's like that's not the whole point of that it's like him knowing like this is the only way that i'm gonna like really punish myself let's see if it if it helps change me and it just doesn't because he doesn't care he just does not care doesn't want to fix himself because it's just like well any normal person's gonna be like yeah i'm gonna step up um i'm not like i'm not happy with my relationship with this like with this woman Uh, i'm gonna like communicate like hey i fucking hate that you're this huge bitch to me stop being a huge bitch and then i'll stop being a huge bitch back like (laughs) it's like like the the answer is so clear it's like hey learn to communicate with others and you'll probably have a much happier life but instead of doing that he always just chooses to not do that and then just 
have a he horrible just, life of his own I mean, making, basically. This whole story is just runaway after runaway after runaway after runaway after runaway. Like that's his whole life is him getting to a point where he tries to escape whatever has become his normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. that's another part of addiction um, where he is like, all right, I'm going to step up and do this. Not because he cares about the person he's stepping up to take care of or be with or what he's doing. He's not doing it because he's trying to take care of them and loves them. He's literally doing it to try and make himself look better and make himself – he's trying to convince himself that if he does this – like thing he'll be redeemed not because he wants other he wants other people to forgive him it's because he wants to selfishly look and think he's good because of what he is doing even though he's not dealing with the problems inside like he's not trying to be a better person he's doing it in a very selfish way mm. yep i agree yeah I, it's I, like I, a I weird think... form of flagellation yeah, and also mm-hmm. like he re- his rejection of happiness, um, really, I think is what makes him stand out is the fact that he chooses not to be happy, um, and rejects any form of human happiness, but also doesn't want the negative side of things either. So I think it's this unhealthy equilibrium, which, incidentally, is kind of what he ends up with at the end of the manga. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, should we, uh, Dodger, you have to take off in a little bit. Is there anything you specifically would like to bring up and talk about before you have to take off? Um, I mean, I just, I just really liked the, the imagery in this manga. I think that there were a lot of moments that, um, the way that they were drawn was very powerful. The like. The first one that sticks out to me is um, the wife with like a bouquet around her neck of poisonous plants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I loved that moment. Um, I I loved like his painting cut up by scissors of their family, like things like that. I thought were very were very well done drawing wise. Um, yeah. And um I don't know. I I'm not sure what else I would <laughs> I would want to yeah. say about this about this manga. It's it's a lot. There's a lot going on in it. Yeah. And it's um, oh, sorry. No, go for it. Oh, I was just going to say cuz like in a lot of manga we have characters and it's like, oh, these character interactions here. We have these side characters over here, but in this one it's like you know there's so many characters there, but there's not him, and he's the character. Like, it feels like he's the sole character within this. And so mm. it's like, all right, I'm going to talk about his um, last wife or this person. And it's just like, oh, man, is there? there's not much to say about them that's not from his point of view. Right. Yeah, and, like, I think it's kind of telling uh, – how focused on him that the story is that you know there are like characters like Aoki which is the the publisher 
that ends up sleeping with his wife. Like we didn't talk about that. Yeah. We didn't talk about um, the girl that he kicked in the face that she, uh, she kind of like used uh, social pressures to um, kind of like keep Pim's hostage as kind of like a sex slave. Yeah. Like these are like none of those things are are things that we discussed. But um, yeah, we can the, bring those the one up. the one through line though that I think is important is that he's never happy with like one exception and even then like how genuine is that happiness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which it's like it brings it back to i think him being abused as a child and not and it's i mean it's most likely because of the time period it is um it's like parents aren't super hands-on the dad's his father's like too busy trying to like keep them rich and then his mom is just uh like ill so she's like really not around ever mm -hmm. and so i think it's just him being like i can't ever be happy because i was uh, like i was abused as a child so if i was abused as a child and nobody ever like did anything about it like then do i really deserve happiness sort of mentality mm -hmm. and so which is like it's so incredibly sad because it's like mm -hmm. as a child like no child should ever have to go through that abuse and he never like properly learned how to to like heal from that and so sure. it it's what makes him into this horrible person is because he just doesn't know how to ever cope healthily mm -hmm. and he has all of these not until way later but like one of his suicide attempts he has all of these fond memories of his wet nurse yeah mm -hmm. and I thought that that was really sad as well like him acknowledging like I never think about her but she was like really important to me and really nice and like never you know she was she was only ever kind to me which is rare in his life mm -hmm. <clears throat> um and such a big part of his life like a lot of this story is talking about like he doesn't feel like a human being like he feels mm. Um, like an outsider looking in and then the way they set up the his relationship with women and what happens like even there he like when he does feel something for a woman it just doesn't last or it comes out in a very unhealthy way um, and so he did have a lot of I'm trying to think of how to say this. Like the female influence, womanly influences in his life were so, his experiences with them just like seem to get worse and worse. Like, I don't know how to say it, but uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, for me, it, I mean, it, it's so, I don't, yeah, it's really hard to put it in a specific way but it's almost like because of what happened to him as a child um he like he he really hates women but he it's like that's not for men that's like not supposed to be the normal sort of thing it's like oh they're like your wife and they bear you children so you should be happy with that and so for him it's like that doesn't make him happy so yeah, it's right. just like he finds ways to to like harm them essentially mm -hmm. without outright being like i'm i'm a monster here to ruin your life yeah, and so right. it's just like 
him and it's like his wife sleeping with the other publisher is just like the normal thing there would be oh i'll just divorce her kick her kick her ass to the streets back to the streets uh and so um yeah but instead <laughs> instead it's just like go ahead keep sleeping with him eventually this is like i'm gonna guilt you into you're a horrible wife sort of thing and he gets off to <laughs> it like there's that whole scene yeah where he, like, masturbates yes, that was... to the idea there's yeah. um one thing that kind of there's like only one instance where he's being genuine and honest with someone and that's the day after he pinky promises that he's not going to drink anymore where he tells who ends up uh, the tobacco girl that ends up being his wife that, yeah, you know, I've slept with a lot of women and I drank right after I left and made that promise to you. Like that's the closest to a bit of honesty and like a, a warning of who he is as a person. Mm -hmm. But um, there's something about him where people are drawn to him and yeah, he like resents it. Yeah. And uh, it's more that his hatred for for women kind of comes from this this place where he thinks it's uh, tiresome to deal with women um, because he that like his life is performance right mm -hmm. and he he feels he has to perform more for women than he yeah. would for for men yeah. and um, like like none of this is healthy like none of this no. makes any yeah. sense no. but and that's a lot what of times the performances that he puts on um lead people on or are outright lies or like cause all kinds of horrible miscommunications or like like this yeah this effort to um please people that he hates in weird ways um is is what winds up being the domino that causes so many problems in his life and he acknowledges that but he like doesn't know how to fix it yeah mm -hmm. um and i think that that's one of the more frustrating aspects of reading this mm -hmm. yeah um gosh there's just <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there's a lot to unpack in it um there is something that Jujo ito never makes things look pretty or yeah. um makes them look attractive or romanticizes things so i think the big one that stuck out to me for that was when they showed the first what girl um the cafe waitress um her suicide what her body looks like after she's committed mm. suicide um like it's not just like prettily drawn like he didn't like romanticize and be like oh yeah no this is just this like she looks exactly the same like it's grotesque it shows like flated body um clothes torn and things like that and so he never he doesn't make things look pretty where other places might make them look pretty mm. and so mm -hmm. i think that really stood out to me where i just was like looking at it it just really caught me off guard and so i was just sitting there looking at it like shit this is this is terrifying like this that's is the heavy. picture my daughter pointed at yeah <laughs> 
when she floated up on the shore and I was reading it with like, oh, not only that, but I also told them that right before that, Clark came over. She was like drawing or something and she came over and she goes, mommy, are you sad? Mommy, are you angry? And I was like, what? And I realized that my forehead was so scrunched up from reading this manga that when I like stretched it out and like moved my face around, my forehead hurt. And I was like, no, I'm fine, honey. And then she looked at my phone and she goes, mommy, what's that? And pointed at this bloated lady in the water. And I was like, I shouldn't be reading this around you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to give a rating just like really quick sure yeah really, really quick um i would give it hmm uh put like it's it's purposefully a um frustrating grim thing to read um i think that the story that it was trying to tell it told really well and the art supported it wonderfully i would give it a nine i think um yeah it's not look it's not a satisfying thing to read but the way that uh that it depicts how his mind worked um was really really well done you just do get very frustrated with this person very quickly and that doesn't go away and so i wouldn't necessarily say that it's like fun to read but I am glad that I read it, like I said earlier. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that's, wow, that's 30 minutes after. So I guess I'm going to go. But have a great rest of your conversation, guys. Yeah. I'll, stay, I'll, stay, I'll stay in the call so that it doesn't mess up all the cameras. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, I was thanks. ready. Yeah, no I was looking at the overlay. I was like, No, no, right. no. Don't worry about it. Got I'm, it. I'm just going to I'm just gonna mute myself and walk away. <laughs> have, a, have a great rest <laughs> of your manga vibe, guys. Love Bye-bye. you. Bye. Um, yeah, it's just so, like you said, so much to unpack with this entire thing. And the part going back to the wife sleeping with the public, the publisher, um, she, what's her name? Hero, it starts with hero, I feel like. Um, she was like the most pure character in this like she was the most pure and the bright light within it and so then to see her slowly slip into madness because of all these decisions he's making was so tragic i thought i mean this whole thing is tragic but i really felt her downfall um I don't know, and it really affected me, though it felt so fast. I thought that happened really, really fast, like the switch to it. But that's also how it happens in real life sometimes, too. What did you guys think about about her? Yeah, it's like this weird way of where he, like, going back to, like, him hating women. It's just like... It's such a weird position to be in because, yeah, it's like she's just like this little sweet, naive girl when they first met. And then he in his he like internalizes all this stupid shit into himself where he's just like, well, I was I I mean, I technically I was very truthful with her about like I'm I'm a bad person because I slept with all these people in the past and blah, blah, blah. And so for him, it's just like 
Well, I I warned her. She knows that I'm not like a perfect being or whatever. And mm -hmm. so it's like he purposefully like kind of how do I I don't know how to put this because when you get married obviously you're getting married because you love the person and you you're gonna work out your issues with them I mean in a in a perfect relationship quote on whatever um and so it's just like he never he never does that with her it's he's always so focused in on himself that he doesn't he really doesn't care about her and you see that when when his father like comes over and he's like such an ass to her mm -hmm. and he never once speaks up for her he's never like yo you fucking disowned me get the fuck out of my house like you literally mean nothing to me it's just like it never comes to that part and so it's just so frustrating to like see this girl like essentially become corrupted herself because he just refuses to accept anything or I like think, stand up for himself i think i don't the, that the the part of him not standing up for his wife and kind of just letting his uh father be verbally abusive to her i think a lot of that stems from just um how i mean we have to remember the time frame of the story and um how uh japanese uh, japanese cultures view patriarchy like reverence for mm -hmm. the elder class and not necessarily like being vocal against them though he wasn't uh he never tried to console his wife i would say that would be the big point that stood out to me though um what i think does kind of like end up providing value to that abuse you know which is it's gross to say this but was um the father like getting on his hands and knees and paying respect and saying that she's his salvation and it's true like she was his salvation um but uh for me the worst part of their relationship was when he um decided that it was okay for him to start sleeping with the pharmacist because oh you know i guess it made things a little bit more even, you know, after she have or after she cheated, mm -hmm. and that her cheating may have also made things a little bit more even because you know she was less pure. So is that mm -hmm. really warped? Like it's really hard to to like give proper rationalization for someone that's so deranged. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's just a constant as you're as we're describing like his thought process in this in this work. And I think. Like the focus, like you kind of said, the focus on her being so pure and like a virgin um, kind of became he wanted to break her. I feel like he had some sadistic part of himself where he saw her saving him, but then at the same time was like, I am going to break her. Like, I'm going to make her not pure. And so he like kind of brought her to his level. Um, just because there was such a focus on that part of it. Um, yeah. I, and then there, hmm, I guess I don't, I don't think it comes off this way, but in the, in the novel, it was more of like his wife's assaulted. Yeah. That's what I and was so, thinking. Yeah. So in the, yeah. And in the manga, I feel like it doesn't, 
it's not quite as clear and so it but again it's never like it never implicitly says the opposite so it's just like he him refusing to communicate about this sort of stuff may it's like your wife could have not slept with him of her own being like you you leave her alone for long periods of time to like go be an addict so for all you know your wife was sexually assaulted because you're not around and this dude knows that and just took advantage of it so it's just uh mm-hmm. Peppa hands why are you like this to communicate <laughs> yes oh uh. can i say this has been a very a mental note that i want to make sure and there's no way to like bring it up other than just saying it the amount of time that like we had cleavage smothering in this manga. Like, he was, like, in between <laughs> boobs, I feel like, 90% of the sex scenes. He was just in between the boobs. And he always, like, sometimes he looked fine. Other times he's just, like, so unamused and is just, like, that dead expression. But I just noticed, I don't know why, I just noticed that where I was like, he's in, he's between those those titties pretty often in this manga that's just how they do it in this manga apparently well i i think it's it like goes back to his wet nurse it's like Mm -hmm. she that she was his comfort and then that's the only time he ever finds comfort in women is when they're like this motherly caring being to him which in the boobies is the most comfortable I I can think of right now, especially for him. So it's just like, oh, yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, (laughs) that's very true. As someone like, no, never mind. (laughs) 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 I feel like I can't leave it like that because. No, you did good. You did good. We're good. We can move on. Okay. (laughs) People are going to be like, what's the end of that sentence? But anyway, um, oh gosh, what did you guys think about the section where he's talking about all of his grief and all of his moments of where he cycled through all the bad things that he had done in life and it eventually led up to him not being able to vomit like anything else bad, no matter how much he tried. So it was like the psychedelic, like the biggest like, crazy dream sequence that we usually see with him. I think I think that for any other manga would have been the turning point where the character changes and gets their life, you know, in order and none of that happens. Like it's just a, it's just a, a dream sequence where it's like spelled out for the audience all of his bullshit, you know, plus a little bit of extra backstory for like character development purposes like with the wet nurse. But apart from that, like that for any other manga would be like this is the moment where he's gonna shift and get his shit together and try to be a better person mm-hmm. and it's not yep uh though visually it was super interesting to look at mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think judo ito's visuals are as um on point as they always are like i think they stand out really well within this manga, I was not disappointed in the art at all. Um, I think another part that really stood out to me was the scenes with the plants 
especially the moment where he draws a picture or he paints something and then she, the florist, puts the poisonous plants all the way around it. And that was such a good analogy for mm-hmm. just him and not just with her, but his entire like life experiences with women and how he treats other people. And so the imagery of that, as well as just how well drawn all of those plants were, I just love it. It stood out. It was so like Tim, Tim Nortman. No, what's his name? The guy who made Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, uh, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Like that's the style it felt like. But it's a very, obviously Jinjo Ito has had that style for a very long time. So I don't think he was inspired by Tim Burton. But um, that was just another like thing that it reminded me of. I love the art. Should we talk about the art? Sure. Yeah, we can. I love it. I love Jinjo Ito's style and how he does things and how he makes them ugly and isn't afraid to make things ugly. Mm -hmm. I love it. I I think the the level of detail in the florist shop was a little overwhelming for me. Um, The way I read this is I bought the the Kindle version and I was reading it on my phone. Mm Mm-hmm. So um, I had to like, you know, pinch to zoom into the uh, the um, the detail and it would get like a little overwhelming to read. But like I can appreciate how much time was put into this. Like I, I kind of wish I would have uh, switched to another device so I could have appreciated it a bit more. But uh, that aside, uh, I think the demonic imagery that's that's shown is pretty stellar. Um, I kind of was hoping for a little bit more because we did get like maybe a few panels where uh, we saw what hell looked like per the description. And I feel like um, it didn't quite go as like it was uh, there there were a few demons just standing around. I think a few pitchforks and and that's it. Um, I feel like he could have gone a little bit further with that description, but that's more, you know, it's not a, a slight on the quality of his art. It's rather how he chose to depict that compared to the other imagery, which um, I kind of feel like uh, it was decided to be that way, to not take away from him uh, overcoming his, or not overcoming, but um, experiencing the the various uh, misfortunes that he's been carrying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like if, if Junji Ito would have like really put more detail and emphasis on what the de- the destination hell was like then that may, may have taken away from you know the reader's opportunity to appreciate um the various things that uh that the main character was vomiting up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah no i think i think the artist stellar i liked the character designs um specifically when people lose their shit and they get that warped expression on their faces mm-hmm. like even like you know to go back to the publisher when he was having sex with uh, his wife, um, it was this grotesque expression. And like later when he sees uh, his wife again, he has that same warped expression. Mm-hmm. The tongue. Yeah. Yeah. The thick old tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Micah, what about you? Do you have any thoughts on the art? Um, I think you guys pretty much said it. I mean, the art's just really solid. He knows what he's doing. Um, 
it's it's so simple but the way he goes about patterns and like line work just elevate it to be like super I, I don't know how to like better describe but um yeah it's just like simple little shading takes the art to like a whole nother level especially when you get to those like specific scenes that we talked about previously so it's just oh, it's so it's so good mm-hmm. this is what i want of my jinjito <laughs> <laughs> i love it's so jinjito through and through it's great um do you guys have anything else you want to touch on otherwise we can do final thoughts and ratings i'm good no i think we yeah i think we touched on just about everything Cool. Would who would like to go first? Well, I mean, technically Brooke already went first. I'll go second. Yeah. Fine, guys. Um, <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so, um, I I think this is uh, one of Junjito's better works, which is kind of saying a lot. You know, uh, stuff that we've read on here, we've read uh, Uzumaki, which would be the my favorite thing that he's done. Uh, we've read Gyo and um, I've read, read a few. Gyo? Yes. Oh, yes, we did. Fish people. Remember the fish from the, or we, I think we canceled Gyo, but we yeah. definitely read it. Oh, okay. So uh, I've read, I've read several of his works and um, this is a, a, a pretty solid read. Um, probably my second favorite thing that he's done. Um, just from a story perspective. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I've read the other adaptation and I really like the other adaptation as well. So it's kind of like presenting it in a way that didn't feel repetitive or boring. So even if you've read the other manga, I would still suggest reading this. Um, the art is is really well done as as expected. Um, and yeah, I think he, he did a good job at um, translating how morbid this um, um, this story is, and providing enough visual detail to like really draw you into the mindset of the different characters. Um, so that said, uh, if I'm to give it a score, it'd probably be like an eight point five. Uh, like I said, really well done in terms of like its execution. Um, the the grievances that I have are more with the structure of the story, and that's not so much a fault of the manga. It's it's more the source material where kind of like it doesn't give you uh, any catharsis. Like the entire time it's building on his suffering and explaining that and making you angry with with the main character, but you never get that that moment of release where either like I think the story could have been better if he died at some point, for example. But it, you know, it didn't play out that way. Um, what we got instead was um, a depiction of how uh, Dazai committed suicide in real life. Mm-hmm. Was um, there was a, a rainy riverbank, and he and his lover tied themselves up and committed suicide that way. But um, yeah, and that's that's kind of a this uh, uh, the same problem that the other manga adaptation had which again is it's more to do with the source material but you know mm-hmm. i'm i'm happy with reading it um i don't think i would pick up the hardcover is the only one thing i would say 
because the art was interesting, but it wasn't as interesting as like the Uzumaki art or the art from Gil or the art from to um, Tomie, Tomoe, I forget what it's called. Tomie, yeah. So yeah, so that, those are my thoughts. Cool. Um, I guess I can go next. Uh, I think, yeah. I so I would say adaptation wise, this is really solid. It's like nine out of ten. Personally, I'm it's more of like an eight out of ten for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, there's just there's so much to unpack here. Um I really appreciate that it um it captures like this weird dark cloud that the main character's constantly in and refuses to leave um it's kind of it's kind of eye-opening in a way because i feel growing up i mean everyone that's the thing about this is that everyone's been there they've they've had that like dark cloud once in their life and you, most of us find a way of coping with whatever that is and then moving on and it's just like it's so as a as a human being it's so like eye-opening to see this character who refuses to do that for themselves and so in a it's in a weird way for me it was just like wow I've been there and I was able to surpass that like weird mentality and it made me proud of myself mm -hmm. and so for that i can really appreciate like this adaptation and then just ah, i i don't know how to better again i just i don't know how to put it in a better way and so for me i i really appreciate that of this um like a, a lot a lot of us i can say will just be like i fucking hate this main character you're gonna hate him if you like him something's wrong with you <laughs> and that's coming and that's coming from someone who likes the murderous trash bondos <laughs> and so i yeah it's like this weird like so in a way it lets you self-reflect on yourself and so it's it's very telling of of what kind of person you are with how you you think of like after reading this, what you think by the end? Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, eight out of ten out of, for me. <laughs> I yeah, I'm between like an eight and an eight point five for all the reasons that you guys said. I don't really have anything to add onto it. Like I agree with Lou with the structure of the story and Moeka with how angry this main character makes me, which I think is like effective storytelling. That section, that part of it. Um, I love the art. Uh, it's what I was expecting from Junjo Ito in terms of pacing and character design and being able to portray tragedy. And so I think it was a very effective overall story. Like Lou said, I I bought the I bought the Kindle version as well. Um, and I don't think I would buy the thicker version, but I still think it's a very solid story. Um, and kind of what you expect to come from Junjo Ito. Uh, and I haven't experienced any other version of the story or the novel itself, so I don't have anything to go off of. But I thought it was a very well done... I, I feel like it's a well done adaption, and I kind of want to go and uh, read the novel, especially since it's so... 
well known and important to Jap- Japanese literature. Uh, but yeah, I think it's um, solid. What 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 did I say? Uh, I will I will say it's out of copyright as of last year, so oh. you can find a free copy to read this if you're interested in that. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's good to know. Cool. 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 So that wraps up our discussion on No Longer Human, the Jujo Ito adaption. I am going to now go and read the description for the manga that we are reading next week. And then you guys in chat get to guess what it is. Oh, that's a long one. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, no, I clicked on something wrong. Okay. <clears throat> I'm so excited. Within an abandoned building in blank lies a white coffin from which rises blank, an unimaginably beautiful, dignified, and blank man. Awakening in an unknown time, blank must seek out someone he can trust, his loyal companion blank. To begin with, he attempts to blend into human society by transforming his old-fashioned clothes into a pristine blazer of the nearby blank. As it turns out, the principal of the school is his servant, blank. After stumbling for past 820 years, Blank requires Blank's help to adapt to the current age. So he's enrolled as a new student in order to help him understand modern society and experience a normal life. Blank's plans, however, soon go awry, not only because of the problems stemming from modern society, but also unresolved conflicts from him and his master's troubled past. Left with no other choice, Blank must resort to using his mysterious power to protect those he holds dear. Yuri's a hard got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, bless. no bless, no bless, no bless. Oh, I'm so excited. Just a little bit of a change from, you know, what we just read. Yeah, just a, just little, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love no bless. Um, this is going to be, I think it's like the third time that we've read it. Uh, we've had to cancel it quite a bit, but what? Sorry. Everyone in chat is like, they're like, we've read Gyo before. I'm like, I do not remember reading Gyo at all. It was like, it had to have been canceled. And then Abby in chat was like, uh, here's a link to the stream. <laughs> like, wait, what? Where was I? It must not have been there because I do not remember remember it. But anyway, yeah. So we are going to do Monwapod next week. We are reading chapters 155 through 200. I'm so so stoked. If you guys haven't read Noblesse, I think it's available online. Um, the website. Uh, not n- not the internet. Well, I mean the internet, too. But it's a webtoon. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and check that out before next week. Uh, let's go around and shout out our stuff super fast. If you want more MangaPod, we have a subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash MangaPod. You can go and find a schedule as well as a recommendation thread there. Uh, if there is a manga or manhwa or webcomic you would like us to check out, then you can go ahead and post it in the recommendation thread. If it's already there, you can go ahead and upvote it. Uh, we also have a website, mangapod.card.co. Card has two R's. And we are on Spotify and Instagram and iTunes and all those places. So you can go ahead and listen to us uh, audio if you do not – if you uh, – would rather prefer to post to listen to it there. Uh, I am Erin, happily Erin. I have a YouTube channel. It's basically the Manga Pod channel. I also have all sorts of older videos about anime, first impressions, all that fun stuff. I'm mostly active on 
in uh, Instagram and Twitter where I post pictures of my babies and book updates and stuff about Thai dramas. So that's me right now. And then we have Dodger who took off, but she streams on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DexBonus. And you can also check her out on Twitter at DexBonus. She's DexBonus all across the everything, basically. So yeah. That's our, that's our wonderful goofball we love. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Uh, my name is Lou, and I have nothing to plug. Um, I'm not going to plug my YouTube because I haven't made a video in a long time. Though I do plan on, I say this a lot, you know, and it's kind of like the curse of content creators of like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make a video or I'm going to write a script. And, um, you know, life has gotten in the way for a lot of it. But a lot of it is like personal, you know, like personal desires to uh want to make content, but then becoming disillusioned by one means or another. So I'm not going to send anyone to my YouTube. And my Twitter is basically turned into me just ranting about politics. So if you can find it, you can you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, if you'd rather avoid those things, I don't blame you. Um, but you'll see me on MangaPod next week. So that, that's that's all, the only thing that matters. No. <laughs> Um, hello, I'm Moika. I am the Swiss Army Knife. I do cosplay, voice acting. Um, I stream uh, social media for people. I do a lot. Um, you can find me at Mega Moika just about every single website. Um, Twitch, Facebook. Yeah, actually, yeah, Facebook, even though I haven't used it forever. <laughs> um, Twitter and so on. Um, also, I have um, have a Discord server if you would like to join. Um, let me get you that link. Uh, Discord.gg slash Um I do have a MangaPod channel section there. So if you would like to discuss things further, you're welcome to do that. Um, I, have a, I have a role specifically that if you would like to be pinged when we go live, it will do so. And so if you like notifications through that way, you're welcome to join and say hello. Get that role. You just have to react to a red, red little book. Yeah. Um, Mike yeah. is so professional. She is. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. But... <laughs> you got everything going, though. Oh, yeah. Got it all figured out. Sorry, my dog's making noise. But yeah. So that's all of us. That wraps up this week's episode. We will again be here next week talking about No Blast chapters 155 through 200. Thank you all so much for listening and hanging out with us. And we hope you have a wonderful, fantastical day. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.